The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. It's a nine minutes after eight. Thank you so much for tuning in to SAFM this morning. It's AM Live and, of course, it's now the Forum at eight. And this morning we're talking all things Olympics. All the papers this morning, bar none, leading with Castor Semenya. And, of course, uh, it's been a fantastic Games for South Africa, or has it? What's your view on that? How do you rate Team South Africa's performance? The 2016 Rio Olympics um, for most will go down as the most successful for South Africa looking at the medal count of course uh, the country reached 10 medals and uh, achieve, uh, this achievement capped by a world record set by Wade van Niekerk and um, what made these games extra special was the gold medal by Casta Semenya yesterday uh, who has been a subject of debate regarding her levels of testosterone and how she has added advantage over the rest of the field. And we'll talk a little bit about that as well. But right now, uh, welcoming uh, Janet Witten, no stranger to these streets here on AM Live. Janet, good morning. Thanks for coming through yet again. Good morning, good morning. So everybody talking about Casta, everybody talking about the Olympics, and they are due back tomorrow, um, the athletes who are still in Rio. And uh, heroes welcome expected. I think so, particularly since Casta will be amongst them. And, and, and we all know that the, the, the kind of coverage back home that Casta has received in the last week or so, the support she's got has been absolutely amazing. It's been fantastic. Um, and you'll be pleased to know that she knows exactly what the kind of support that she's got. She's quite active on social media so she reads a lot of the stuff that's been written about her on social media. Um, yes, they're all coming back at 7.30 tomorrow morning. I would expect quite a few people to be on the airport to say welcome back, well done. And I don't want to start by talking about Casta because we might not talk about anything else. <laughs> Let's go to the start of the games with uh, the opening ceremony and who, who would have thought that our athletes attire would actually <laughs> be a talking point for these games those tracksuits. Let me let me read some of the messages so you don't accuse me of saying these things. Um, Sibilanga ninety nine says, maybe if our athletes did not wear baggy and saggy tracksuits, we would have done much better in Rio. Uh, Charlie Do- uh, Chalk says, our tracksuits were too big for our athletes. It was like only double X large on the shelves. And uh, Peter Henderson says, not just pathetic design, but it's lime green and yellow. What happened to the green and gold? They were. I, <laughs> My, I'm speechless. I, <laughs> I, I completely agree with all of the things, all of the things that have been said about it. Three six one degrees is a, is is are the official clothing sponsors of 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 um, of, of Sascock, and apparently they came in at the last minute. Why? So um, I'm not exactly sure why. Um, I think that Sascock have been struggling to get sponsors um, on board for quite some time, and that's a problem with South African Sports Administration, which is going to take another entire forum to actually un- unpack and sort out. Um, but I think that Sascock has had a little bit of difficulty with uh, with sponsorship, um, and and I I, I I don't. But that to me, that's not an excuse. That's mm. kind of an explanation how many, how many, that's been given. Exactly. And it's how not. A, it's not actually an excuse. We sent 137 athletes, so we couldn't find the money for 
137 plus officials, of course, but we couldn't find the money. Well, anywhere. no, you, once you have a sponsor, you're not allowed to. You're, you're not allowed to buy them but from anyone. So they wouldn't sponsor. have been. So they wouldn't have been allowed to wear a Nike or an Adidas or a Puma or a anything else kind of tracksuit if they had 361 as a as a sponsor on board. Um, and actually, the, the the rules as far as sponsorships in the Olympics are concerned are, are quite are quite substantial because if you are not one of the official sponsors, Nike are not allowed to sponsor any tracksuits at the at the Olympics. There's no Nike logos allowed on any team anywhere at the Olympics because Nike are not an official sponsor at the at the Olympics. So they're not allowed to cash in on even their own athletes who are participating um, in the Olympics. So it's, it becomes very co- complicated because there's so much money involved. But you know what? All of this doesn't actually matter. How, how simple is it to go and get a tracksuit that fits somebody? Now, this is the point. I mean, it just make, it makes no sense. I, we were not the only no. nation at the opening ceremony in yeah. tracksuits, but ours were, were by just far so the worst. awful. Just so awful. I mean, yeah, the, the 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 colors are wrong. You didn't see any. Oh no, they were they were horrible. And I think I hope that Saskok take note of that and actually, you know, realize you know, one hundred and thirty seven tracksuits not that expensive. It really Do it isn't. properly. And I think I think that that sponsorship might have um, have have done a little bit more damage than than anything to 361 because I'm not going to be hurrying out to go and buy any of their clothing anytime soon. But they were not, it wasn't just South Africa. I watched mm-hmm. a bit of the tennis and I saw some of the umpires wearing 361 mm-hmm. um, logos on their shirts and they fit. <laughs> I'm just saying, they yeah. fit. Anyway, um, moving on from the tracksuits. So Saskok, they set a target of 10 medals. They got the tip. We've never meet, reached our target before. You know, that it's the first time that's ever happened. It's quite extraordinary. We always send these, set these ridiculous targets and nobody ever comes anywhere close because there's always, you know, one or two people who get a medal that you're not expecting, but there's always more people that, that, that fail than not. Um, but, but we did. I think, I think that we're not as high on the medals table as you would think, despite the fact that we won more medals than we ever had because there's not enough gold medals because in, in London in 2012 and back in uh, Atlanta in 1996, we won three gold medals and the, the, the medals tables go according to the number of gold medals first and then silvers and then bronze and, and put the total after that. But, um, but I, th- I think it was an amazing performance and it, w- in addition to the fact that we won 10 medals, we got two fourth places in, in, in rowing. We got a fourth place in the triathlon. We got a fifth place in the 100-meter final mm-hmm. on the track. In the we final. got a fourth place in the swimming pool. So that's f- five really, really near misses. Um, so I think, you know, when you take that into consideration, a couple of other fifth places as well, it, it, it was a fantastic performance. So do you agree with Janet? Do you think that Team South Africa performed really well? 891 the lines are open. We're talking about all things Olympics. What stood out for you? Of course, there were the two golden children, starting with <laughs> Wade van <Fandikerk. laughs> Well, nobody, you know, it's been said so often, but it actually does warrant repeating. To upstage Usain Bolt on the night of the 100-meter <laughs> final, I mean, wow, how can you imagine ever doing that? That was just the most unbelievable performance. You know, we always thought he was capable of winning. Obviously, we saw him win at the, at the, um, at the World Championship. The Champions. World Champs, yeah. But but it's, that was not a weak field. Those are good runners that he was running against. Those were the last two Olympic champions that he was running against. It was absolutely amazing. And to do it from lane eight, blind, where you can't see what anyone else is doing, and just to go out and have to essentially run it on your own. 
you've got to understand how difficult it is to run a, any kind of race completely on your own. Um, it's why in, in events outside of the Olympics and World Championships, they're not allowed to do it there. Um, in a lot of the Diamond League meetings, when people are trying to go for a world record of, in any kind of distance, they have pace setters mm. for a reason, because then you can, you can, you can, you know, you can set your, your pace as the, as the name explains next to them. But you, it also makes sure that you, you keep up with it. You've got less to, to focus on. To do that in an Olympic Games is just extraordinary. And of course, there was Danny Ants. <laughs> the most famous beautiful grandmother story, eh? in the world. I mean, it, it was. It was wonderful. And, you know, I love the story that after, after the, it took her about an hour. I don't know if you read the story. It took her about an hour after the race to actually get to Wade because she was in the stands watching the race. Did you see and her face? She went, yeah, it wasn't it fabulous. <laughs> and then when she tried to get down to the track, she had all the accreditation and everything. She's loud onto the track. She had all the accreditation, and the security guard just presumed that it was that it was not real, that her accreditation <laughs> was fake. They wouldn't let her in. They said, absolutely no way. You can't possibly be who you say you are. And they wouldn't let her in. So it was about an, an, over an hour afterwards that she finally actually got to wait. To say, oh, beautiful story that. And, and, and just the way she responds to everything. Oh, uh, you know, people would come up. Oh, did you know? And she's like, um, yeah. We actually looked at that, and, 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 and all her responses were measured like that. It was absolutely fantastic. You know, the two of them went to Jamaica earlier this year to do some training, and there's a great photograph as well that also emerged this week of her standing with Giles Benson, I think his name is, my, I, I stand to be corrected, who's Usain Bolt's coach. And Usain Bolt's coach and Wade Finneykirk's coach sitting next to each other on the stand watching their charges uh, training. Wonderful stuff. Absolutely. And um, I want to talk about uh, Custer before we go to the lines quickly, the other golden child. And, of course, uh, looking at what happened there. But, Janet, what, what's been done to Custer, my view, is, is, is just absolutely terrible. It's criminal in some way because this is not a Rio Olympic situation. This has been going on for a long time, since she was 18-year-old, uh, an 18-year-old, you know, on the world stage. And it's, it really is just waging war on her body. Waging war on, on, on one particular person, it's absolutely, I mean, it is, it, as you said, it is, it's, it, it's criminal what they've done because she's there legally and, and the fellow competitors and the commentators, I don't know if you listen to the commentary, hopefully we'll be able to play it a, a, a little bit later mm. in the show, we'll track it down. But even the commentators, once she won the race and when she was getting on the podium to get her medal, still bring it up and bring it up and bring it up. And they didn't bring it up in a bad way. They kind of said, despite that, she has the right to be. Why did you mention it? Why did you even mention it in the commentary? It made me so angry. We uh, do seem to have that commentary. uh, So we'll go to it in just a bit as soon as we find it. But, uh, of course, uh, uh, talking about Casta, and we'll come back to that story, uh, because the International Athletics Federation, uh, they said that they would now push for um, hyperandrogenic athletes to be... um, allowed to compete, uh, not to compete, or actually to have that old situation. Um, you know, yes, to have it, yes, because... Uh, controlled, uh, as it were. The, 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 the Court of Arbitration for Sport said it was illegal what they were doing about a year ago, and that's why Cassie is allowed to run without taking any of the hormonal medication that, was, that she was taking for a while. Um, but they did give the IAAF uh, an opening, and they said they gave them two years to come up with kind of mm. sort of counter-scientific proof. I read an inter- interesting article last week in, in connection with this. Why is the fact... Her, nobody's questioning the fact that her high testosterone levels are completely naturally produced. 
Chris Froome has an has a completely abnormal lung. Mm. That's why he can run he can ride a bike at such pace for twenty one days straight without a thing. So why is his genetic abnormality acceptable? But but Casta Semenya's is not. And it's inherent sexism still that remains within not just sport, but within the world. We can't accept the fact that she isn't a woman the way we want a woman mm. to be. Um, that she, and that I think that's ultimately what it and is. And I think it actually does come down to that. And I think we need to, do, you know what, she, she, yes, we are accepting the fact that she's genetically abnormal. Do you know what? Every single person who was competing in Rio has got some kind of genetic abnormality that makes them do things better than, better you, than, and than I. you and I. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So why is Castor's different and unacceptable to everyone else's? So what do you think? Uh, All Things Olympics this morning, we're talking about uh, the performance of Team South Africa. What is your view? Let's hear from Numisa in Durban. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. How are you this morning? Very well, thanks. How are you, Numisa? I'm happy and I'm very unhappy at the same time. (laughs) I think I know why, but you tell us anyway. For starters, there's four years in between Olympics. And it can't be that in four years, those are the only tracksuits that we could come up with. (laughs) (laughs) Secondly, secondly, um, you sent 137 people to Rio and you expect 10 medals. Really? Is that all you can expect of yourself? Really? I think it's a waste of money. And I think we owe our Olympic team an apology. You know, when you send a troop to war, you give them guns, you give you give them bullets. We gave our athletic team sticks to go face bazookas, you know, and it was just not fair. When you go to compete, it's like warfare. The warfare starts before you get onto the tracks. And we expected a lot more from our team, and we empowered them with nothing. And I think that was so not fair. Well done to the guys. I think we need to watch out for... Our, um, Simbine in the next Olympics, he yes. did great. You know, you know, with a lot of things that were against the team, they did much better than I expected them to. But we still owe the team an apology. And next time, can we have David Kale or somebody designing our <laughs> good idea. The team? Thank you. And and, and I think we looking. should get on to that yes. nice and early, yes. not when we see them at the games. Eddie and Wodendalsres, good morning. Yes, you know, how are you? Well, and you, Eddie? Thank you very much. No, I'm saying, you guys, you know, 361, if you can, people from Ordinal's Race and the township of the of Kutwano, our, di- our dialing number starts with the dialing code 057361. <laughs> Is that where the tracksuits came from? <laughs> so I'm saying we benefited in terms of marketing. Uh, my, my own township benefited uh, out of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At least finding uh, something positive in that. Yes, please. Uh, that, that's the number. You can ask people that are coming from Kukwanong, from Onda, so they will tell you. But I'm saying we need a final court order, you know, in terms of the Casta Semenya issue, so that people stop saying these things so that they, they will know that in future, once they say these things, then there will be uh, an order uh, uh, in terms of that. Really, Sagina, are you saying we failed to get a blesser for the sponsor? <laughs> well, clearly not. We got 361. <laughs> we got a blesser in the end. No, I'm saying no, that, that this, this was a good performance. I'm sure it was a good start, and we hope this, this is a good start for the future. And I'm saying to the team South Africa, well done. And also to the leadership 
uh, of, of sports uh, federation. Really, they have done a good job. And I'm saying, you know, I'm a, I'm a semi-vegetarian. I'm sure I would have been invisible in those tracksuits. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Edin Wadden-Dalsworth. Salim, you're calling from Durban. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. You know, it's again, the sports is a, is a winner. You know, sports has united South Africa again. And, you know, to see 10 medals, 2 gold, you know, 6 silvers, it's such an achievement. We competed with the best in the world. We competed against, you know, big countries. And, you know, to come up so good, I think it's a big thing for South Africa. And, again, we must congratulate our, our you know, our, our medalist. And we must now start focusing on sports, bring people together. Let's get more sports. And I can tell you what, we can get more medals. South Africa has the ability, we have the kind of people that can make South Africa great with sports. And we have great people in South Africa. We won the World Cup in rugby. We, we, you know, we achieved so much. And I think here's another opportunity to make South Africa win in sports. Let's start getting our people in sports. Let schools start getting involved in sports. And I can tell you what, we can do, do much, much better. We have the potential. Thank you so much, Salim. Staying in Durban. Good morning, Lionel. Uh, proud South African this morning, and I'd like to concur with what Salim has said. I think we need to be realistic. You know, there, there were criticisms on how bad we did, but I think we did fantastically well. Because I consider, you know, looking at the big picture, I think we are punching above our weight. I mean, to finish off 27th, I think, out of 209 countries is an achievement. If you look at the resources of other countries, I was just reading on Britain, they finished, I think, second or third. And it took them 20 years, I think, from uh, 1996 to change the funding. And I mean, their last budget was 350 million pounds. I mean, you can't compare us to them. Uh, Australia, when they held the World Cup, I mean, the Olympic Games, and they did well, apparently it was about $40 million per medal. Now, as much as we want to spend, we want to do the best, we have other competing priorities. So I think with the limited resources or budget we had, we did fantastically well. Big ups to the team. And uh, I think it's also shown there are opportunities to improve in other areas, even though we don't have resources. But I think we also need to look at big corporates to come to the party now. You know, So mm. I think all in all, uh, a job well done. And uh, yeah, we can keep striving for more. But we need to just realize, you know, we did our best. We're not up there with the rest of the world yet. Okay. You know, in terms of resources and money. And, and and we'll talk a little bit about that because, uh, in fact, Janet was showing me, you know, some of the stats and uh, just some of the comparisons that can be made uh, between us and you mentioned Britain, for example, and how the picture has changed since 1996 to date. Uh, but let's hear from Vuelwa in Bedford View. Good morning. I watched the people run with Casta, but let's be real. I felt people with mixed hormones, really, they must run alone. It's not fair for the people who got single hormones to run with those people. I mean, because they've got the advantage. I watched the guy was too dark. I think well, he was wearing a red thing. That guy, really, my sister, I would give his number thinking that he's a guy. And then all of them that won, they look the same. Definitely got, got mixed hormones. It's not fair. This, that case must be sorted. They must run alone. Thank you, Vuyelwa. I, I don't even know how to respond to Vuyelwa, really. So I'm going to give it to you, Janet. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Um, yes, I mean, you know, Vuelva is not alone. She's 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 certainly in the minority in South Africa, but she's not alone because we've heard Lindsay Parry, who was one of the competitors in the uh, 800 meter final, express a similar opinion. And certainly, the fact that there's still a debate means that there are people that disagree. But um, I'll, but what's unfair I won't about say that? Any, yeah, I won't say anything more than that. I wholeheartedly disagree with Vuelva. And, and, and I'll tell you what really gets to me about this situation. I mean, the, the, the um, IAAF, um, they were given two years by the um, court for arbitration to actually get the, the, the scientific evidence to prove that there is definitely an, a, an advantage. Empirically and, prove it. And, there's been, and this has been an issue since 2009. Exactly. Remember? So seven years later, they still haven't been able to settle this. If you can't settle it, settle it in seven years, then put the proof put on it, the table. Put the proof on the table. Put up or, or shut let up. it go. Put up or sh- absolutely. Put you up know, or it, it's as simple as all of that, and I just don't think it's fair. Uh, but Vuelo is not the only person, as you say, who believes that. And um, I was just looking at a tweet here from uh, Spiwo. Spiwo says, uh, "Don't just blame the Western media for the cast of ridicule. Our own Cape Town-based sports scientist is leading the charge." So uh, much said about that, but um, I'm not buying all of that. It's simple, and I am totally uh, in agreement with the court for arbitration in sport give us the empirical evidence to prove um, you know your claim your argument and then we can put this to bed once and for all it's as simple as all of that and don't don't use Castor as an example. You need to have more than one, like in any scientific uh, uh, f- formula that you ever ca- anybody ever come up come up, has come up with. You need more than just Castor as proof. You can't say this is about Castor. This must be about hyperandrogeny and why this is unfair for everybody. For mm. anybody, and it's not just about. And then looks. you have to test. Then it's you have to do those scientific. invasive medical exactly. tests on every single person. Be ready to do that. The forum at eight with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. So who's going to succumb to the adrenaline first? Van Niekerk is running blind on the outside and he's set off really quickly. Karani James in hot pursuit. He's already up onto the shoulder of Matthew Hudson-Smith. And Merritt is tracking the Grenadian. The American, LaShawn Merritt, closing the gap on Karani James. And Van Niekerk still wide on the outside. These three are away and clear. Sardinio's tried to come back into it on the inside. And LaShawn Merritt coming back at Karani James. But it's Van Niekerk leading at the moment. The South African now beginning to tire. Or is he? He's pulling away. It's an unbelievable victory by a huge margin. A century of history. And 43-0-3. I can't believe it. He has obliterated Michael Johnson's world record. It was destined to be one of the great races and one of the great days. We haven't even seen Usain Bolt yet. And this has ignited the stadium. Where did that performance come from? The world champion is the Olympic champion and the world record holder. It's a performance to set the hairs on the back of your neck tingling. We've never seen anything like it. Here's the woman the eyes of the world are on. 25-year-old Casta Semenya of South Africa, the 2009 world champion, silver in London four years ago. Can she go one better in Rio? Off they go. 
Semenya making a statement of intent in the first few metres. Gets up alongside Wambui. Yosvik doesn't want to be as far back as she was in the semis. She's only got Grace behind her at the moment. No one really interested in leading here. Semenya is going to have to peel off the back of Nian Saba shortly. She does that now. She's normally got a devastating kick when she goes. And goes she does. And she goes from two metres behind to two metres in front of the top of the lane. Semenya running for gold now in front of Nian Saba and Bishop and Wambui. But she's left the others in her wake. And Kasta Semenya is going to do what might most people thought she would do in the 800 and she runs away and wins it brilliantly. She has destroyed them in the last 200 metres and that was the way that a lot of people thought she would become the Olympic champion. And those two were obviously two of the, 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 the two gold medals from Team South Africa. But the other athletics performance that I think people shouldn't underestimate is somebody who didn't win a medal. But I thought it was an absolutely amazing performance. And that's Akani Simbine, fifth in the 100 metres. The 100 metres, the final. blue ribbon event in the final. Mm-hmm. No South African since since 1908, 1912, somewhere, somewhere back then, has even got to a final of 100 metres. To actually even get to a final and, and to be within hundreds of a second of a medal is an absolutely extraordinary performance and I think that he hasn't been given credit for for what he did there in Rio. Mm. Let's just talk quickly also about uh, some of the of uh, the, 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 the the talk around punching above our weight as Lionel was saying the comparisons uh, looking at the medals that we brought should we have gotten more um, some people talking about the money that is uh, geared towards basically preparing our athletes to compete at uh, an elite event like the Olympics. What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? Um, Just remember that the United States, Great Britain, China, Germany, those countries that are at the top of the medals table, all of them have close to 500 athletes taking part in the Rio Olympics. So, yes, they are going to get more medals than us. Our 137 athletes included three teams, so um, uh, half of those athletes were only in line for one medal, mm. um, the two soccer teams and the, and the rugby sevens team. So, so to say that we're, to, to say, I think, I can't remember who the caller was, was being a little bit disappointed that 137 athletes and we're only hoping for 10 medals. 10 medals is pretty, uh, is pretty good. And actually we're pretty average in terms of the number of medals won. If you, if you divide it up according to the number of athletes that were, were participating, we're pretty much there in amongst the middle of the table. There are a couple of countries that do seriously punch above their weight, Jamaica being one of them, of course, the Bahamas, because they get medals um, on the athletics track. I think the most remarkable Kenya. country is, um, and Kenya as well, the most remarkable country on a, on, on, in, in a way is New Zealand. They punch way above their weight, and they're getting medals across different sports, and not just in one, like Jamaica or Kenya or thing. If you look at it, I mean, you look at other countries, Nigeria got one medal at the, at the Olympics. India got one medal in total. So, um, and what's the population okay. of those well, countries? Exactly, a- absolutely, um, because it's not according to population, mm. and in the end, it's not even according to how many athletes you send to the Olympics. It's how much money you put in in the four years between. So, what can South Africa do better? Because if you take a sport like boxing, for example, I would expect South Africa to have a few boxers at the games. Um, and a lot of money was put into boxing, but it is spent so badly that it is actually a problem. Boxing was one of the targeted sports. Um, 
after the London Olympics, uh, Gideon Sam did announce that South Africa would particularly focus on 16 sports. We don't have people who are going to be participating in things like um, table tennis, um, some of the martial arts. We don't have anybody who participates in, in, in the kind of level. Because remember, we can't find somebody who's good at taekwondo now and expect them to succeed in 2020. It takes mm. more than four years and, and and more than just money to actually have that Because um, some of these sports are very technical. So they, are, they are very technical. Um, track cycling, for example, we don't have the facilities in this country and it's expensive to build a velodrome and to build a velodrome that's going to be that's not really going to be utilized properly becomes a little bit of a problem boxing however having said that is 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 there's no excuse for the fact that we don't have boxers um, who are good enough to take part mm. in the Olympics because the money was put put there. I think I don't think the money is spent properly. I think that is a problem. I don't think the support systems are there. I think boxing South Africa is one of those federations whose administration has been in tatters for so many years now that the support systems simply aren't there. And it's not just professional boxing who we all know um, where there are issues. We have we've had promoters who've retired who've stopped participating in professional boxing. Because of the because of the state of the sport, um, that goes to amateur boxing as well. And now that professionals are allowed at the Olympics, um, you didn't see very many professionals at these Olympics because that rule was changed at the last minute. Mm. So most professional boxers didn't have an opportunity to qualify anyway. But that's going to change for Tokyo. Um, you're going to have professional boxers who are going to be able to participate. So the 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 level of boxing is going to change. The way that the the, the state of boxing, the way that boxing um, takes place at the Olympics is going to change. And South Africa needs to develop with that. And that money needs to be spent properly. They need to think very seriously, not just about how much money they are spending, but how that that money is actually spent. Mm. But what about track and field? Okay, so the runners, for example, why aren't we producing more Wade Fanikets? Why aren't we producing more, um, you know, Akanesimbines? Why aren't we producing more Luvos? Why, where are we going wrong in track and field? You know what? We're actually not, funnily enough. People think that we are. Remember, remember, Luvo, Luvo Moyonga was one of five long jumpers. And that's a technical, that's a technical mm. part of track and field. We had five long jumpers who qualified for the Olympics. You're not allowed to enter five, um, mm. five. So you're only allowed to enter three. So we had three who participated, the three who had the best qualifying times. Kotsa Makwena dropped out of the long jump in order to concentrate on the triple jump. Um, so we had five long jumpers who qualified. We had 400-meter athletes who, who qualified as well. And we won't even go down the route of why, in that case, did we not have a 4 by 4 That four is by the next question, obviously. Why didn't we? Because ASA didn't get it together until the last minute. They tried on the very last day that we could, we could to try and qualify an Olympic team. And we knew, we've known all along that we've had this fantastic team together. And ASA should have been plotting at least since the World Championships last year on how to get these four together to make sure that we qualify. It would have been easy to do it, be it at a Diamond League meeting, be it at the, they could have done it at the South African Championships and said, you know what, we're taking these these two and we're putting them together as a South African team for the sole purpose of qualifying for the Olympics. Nobody would have argued, mm. but instead they were spread apart and they were they were they were running in their regional teams and they didn't put them together. We didn't we didn't qualify and and at the last minute when they managed to get a team together in Belgium on the last day that qualification was allowed, they had they, they had I think. Only one of those four qualified athletes who were actually participating. And these guys are youngsters. Remember, of the of the four that qualified, we have Akane Simbine, who is 22. 
three, I think. We've got Anasa Jobadwana, who's not much older than that. And then the other two, Giftler Tlela and, and Clarence Munyai, are 18 years old. They're going to be around so forever. Push We'd better. We, I, I, I. You know what? They've been at the Olympics and they equipped themselves well and they've done well. I hope that I hope that Athletic South Africa give them whatever support they need and the HPC or whoever it is that takes them under their wing. The HPC is a very important part of this uh, of this program and I think Saskok needs to work together with the HPC um, in Pretoria very carefully. That's where Luvo Manyonga has been for the last mm. for the last while and a lot of our medalists come out of the HPC. The rowers have been working there. Why aren't we having more athletes go there? Because there were just too many gaps. Like where are you telling me we don't have, apart from Sunet Falyun, you know, where, where are the other javelin throwers? Sunet Filion has been quite vocal in the fact that she hasn't really got the support that she was expecting and she's been around for a long time. So, yes, the high jumpers is, is, is an interesting one because, you know, 10 years ago we had fantastic high jumpers. Exactly. We had history and we had, we had Jacques Freytag. You remember him? I remember Jacques And Freytag, he was fantastic yeah. and he was going to be a world beater of note until unfortunately he suffered a career-ending injury um, which, which ended his career way before it should have. Um, and he was... And he, 10 years ago, he was jumping the heights that were winning gold medals at the at these Olympics. Succession. Where are they? Okay, Donald in Cape Town, good morning. <clears throat> good morning. Hi, Donald. Um, just to let you know, winter arrived in Cape Town yesterday and it's heading your way. <laughs> ah, we, we could do without that news, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just a couple of sentences. I agree with you about the commentators on, on Coaster's race and the... 100-meter finalist that nobody seems to remember his name. I mean, I do, but I don't hear it. But a couple of things. Costa's body is biologically natural, 100%, no doubt, proven. Why would anybody who wants to do anything about that not also cut off Michael Phelps' toes of his size 17 feet because they <laughs> abnormally large. Donald, did you see his feet? they like natural flippers, eh? I, I couldn't see his feet because I didn't have two TV screens together next to each other. Ah, Donald, that's ugly. Chris Froome's lung. There's nothing wrong with it, but if you want to take away somebody's natural performance, take his lung off. Mm. Lastly, why would it be legal for the IAAF to require somebody to take drugs to diminish their performance. That's a good question. Well, that, that's what the nonsense. It's yeah, rubbish. absolutely. And that's what the that's what the court of arbitration for sport eventually decided last year that it was illegal. Sure, but they decided. Okay, you're allowed to have another go after seven years with, with a caveat. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's ridiculous. Okay. Well done to them all. Okay, thank you, Donald. We lost you there, but uh, I think you were done anyway. Mzee in Durban. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Chakin, and thank you for uh, the opportunity. Um, firstly, I just want to echo my uh, congratulations to the team themselves. I mean, the athletes were absolutely amazing. Um, and they've done us proud. Um, and I'm, I'm talking collectively. I don't want to single out anybody. Pity about what's going on with Kaskas. She's done us proud, and all we're talking about is this nonsense that should have been buried a long time ago. But but my issue, and I think Janice touched on it a bit, is more about the management of either um, the South African Olympics uh, committee or is it, is it our individual athletics or whatever um, federation that's supposed to select our teams. 
I am really, I mean, you guys just discussed it now. We, we know about the likes of Fanaso and, uh, you know, with Akani and, I mean, even Wade himself. The other day, he had ran, you know, the, the, this whole big thing about Wade running 100 meters under 10 seconds and 200 under 20, etc. Why we didn't have a, a, a 4 by 100 relay team is beyond me. Mm. Um, and and why also, I mean, Wade himself, unless he said, I want to run just one race, uh, <laughs> I, I think if a man has the capability to do more than that, I mean, he should be allowed. I mean, Usain Bolt's not famous for the 100 meters. He's a sprinter. He does the distances that he knows he's good at. Um, so to have athletes that, that go to Olympics and focus on one thing, um, either somebody upstairs is undermining their capabilities or they themselves are very bad planners as management, I don't know. But but I think I think the, the attention should really be on, on Saskoke or whoever these guys are that should should actually be, be doing better at managing not only the Olympics team but, but pretty much the federations themselves. Oh, thank because you so much. And and we take that point, Mz. We'll come back to that, Janet, because I I, I do think it is a very important point. Uh, you look at Great Britain and you compare them and South Africa, 1996 to 2016, in the 10 years and what they've been able to achieve. It is extraordinary because um, in 1996, Britain were 38th on the medals table. Below us, they got one gold medal. Um, and in, in, in 2016, they're second on the medals table. And it's all about targeted financing and getting those federations in order. Um, and, and, and yes, and I, I think you just mentioned the fact that it's not just SASCOC. SASCOC do play a part in it, but it's individual federations as well. They have to step up and take responsibility too. The, say, the way that, that rowing is a perfect example – We've got their act together over the last over the last eight, mm. eight years. Remember, it's not just since lockdown. In two thousand and four, we had we had Don and Ramon. I do you remember, remember Don and Ramon? I do Ramon remember. I do we remember. won a bronze medal in, in 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 rowing, and the rowing federation says, "Okay, we actually can do this." And they got their act together. They missed two thousand and eight. They didn't get anything in two thousand eight. In twenty twelve, we got a gold medal. In twenty sixteen, we only got a silver medal, but we got to finals. Five crews into the finals, and they are focused and they're. Bo- they're, they're based at the HPC. They're getting the support. And by the way, you would have noticed that there was a Zimbabwean rower in some of the fi- uh, Zimbabwean female rower in 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 one of the singles mm. finals um, in in Rio as well. She's also based at the HPC. By the way, um, it it needs to be focused and it needs to be very specific. They had a target that they worked towards and they achieved it. Let's uh, just take a few more calls here. David is in Pretoria. Good morning, David. Thanks again. How are you? Well, thanks and you. Well, thanks. And I'd like to say congratulations to the SA uh, team. But, Sakina, I want to highlight this element. I've, I've observed uh, Olympics or athletics, I mean, since the mid-80s. One thing fascinating about athletics is that uh, the black dominance on the track. But we see the Jamaicans do it. We see the Americans do it. We're beginning to see France. Uh, we're beginning to see... Uh, uh, Britain using, I mean, black people of black origin, and I'm saying, where is Africa? Those are people, those Africans. Where is Africa? Africa is in Africa, and why can't we produce such? It's because we don't invest on our people. Sakina, I'm saying we need to go back to the townships. 
we can do twice more than what the team achieved if we really clean the rough diamond that you're getting in the township. I'll just give one example. Uh, Lubo Mayongo. Mm. We should have lost that young man had it not been the lady who dedicated, the, the lady who was training her, who did the coach, who dedicated her time on that athlete. She saw the talent and dedicated the time. And uh, Athletic South Africa only came in at the 11th hour when I mean, that lady passed on. They picked up the young man and, and put him away. But there is many of those boys in the township. Yeah, I I, I think we are in agreement. There needs to be a more concerted, more pointed effort towards unearthing some of this raw talent. And I think it has a lot to do with sorting out school sport too. Yeah. Because even Absolutely. even if you look at soccer, Absolutely. I mean, I know my son is at a Model C school and he plays soccer at a club. He doesn't play it at school. Mm. And not everybody has the opportunity to actually take their kids and take them somewhere else to learn these things to give them to give them the opportunity and the facilities. And 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 that point is borne out if you look at, for example, rugby. And, and, and what happens in rugby. And you will see that the, the, those who eventually get to play at Springbok level, where they come from, the schools they go to, where they actually do very focus. small group of exactly. schools that produce small every groups. single exactly. one of those players. Exactly. So that needs to happen. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we'll start wrapping it up. And we're talking about the Olympics this morning. Team South Africa expected back tomorrow, 7.30 at OR Tambo International is where they'll land. And I'm sure many of you, if you are at the airport, I'm sure you're not going to miss that opportunity to go and welcome them back. And others will, of course, just make a concerted effort to just do that. But Janet, overall, how would you sum up? the Rio 2016 Olympic Games for South Africa? It was a good Olympic Games. Um, it would have been nice to win another gold medal. There were a couple of disappointments, but not very many of them. And the, the, the good thing about it is that some of the youngsters that didn't quite make it are youngsters. They're exactly that. You look at Alan Hatherley in, um, in mountain biking. You look at some of the young sprinters on, 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 in the field and even some of the swimmers. We had a couple of young swimmers there. 2020, we're going to be good again. Mm. And um, Peter is not letting go of the colors, green and gold, <laughs> as opposed to lime and yellow. <laughs> yes, no, Saskok, I think, I hope that Saskok take all of this on board because it was, you know, it, 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 it's all, it is so much about national pride, the Olympics. And I mean, we're all so excited to watch Wade Vinica carrying that flag um, in at the opening ceremony and to see them dressed like that. It was like, really? Mm. But 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 just on the colours themselves, and I think uh, Peter makes a valid point in that I found it at times difficult to uh, distinguish between our athletes and the Australians in particular. It's always been a problem. Yeah, but that more so this problem, time around, it was worse this because time, yeah. we always our we always had the darker green. Yeah. And, mm. and and now no, it was it with the colours and everything was it, it, it was, was just it was wrong. it was it was he's right absolutely it just was wrong. it was lime green and lemon yellow and that's yeah, not that's what our colours are absolutely and this one from Goodman Ngomalo, thanks for reminding me uh, Goodman please don't forget to mention Dwayne Delocker. <laughs> Who did Dwayne Delocker and Gerald Cock as Absolutely. well, um, the two South African commentators on the on Fantastic the Olympic broadcasting job. services. Um, Gerald did a lot of the a lot of the cycling. Dwayne did all sorts of things, handball mm. and um, some track and field stuff. I watched a bit of handball. It was quite exciting. And um, and various other things. Yes, and they were very good. The two of them were amongst the best commentators, uh, in my biased opinion. Well, take a bow there. Uh, so all good there for Team South Africa. And uh, also just a reminder, um, uh, 
a bit of sad news to end it off with. Uh, the memorial service of former minister and ambassador uh, Makenkensi Stofile will be held at the Fort Hare University this morning. So if you're in and around that area, uh, maybe you just want to pop by and attend that. But uh, Janet, uh, that of course is uh, all we have time for this morning. Tons and tons of messages. Maybe I should just tell you what people are saying. Um, Free King, Free King Dalindiabo says, the Rugby Sevens were a great disappointment. Bronze shouldn't have been accepted from them. We expected gold wow. there. I expected gold. Yeah, We were hoping. We were uh, not expecting. They weren't seeded number one. They weren't the favorites. But but okay. well, yeah, but you know, we South That's Africa. That's just because we got beat by Great Britain that we didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> And then many of you talking about uh, Vuyelwa and uh, what Vuyelwa had to say. Most of you disagreeing. Um, and the, the the soccer analogy, people are saying Vuyelwa is forever offside. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> she needs to be sanctioned for that. And uh, then a few others also uh, still about Costa and the empirical evidence. And that's an argument that we're not going to settle anytime soon. And uh, Nala saying, thanks. Uh, this is true empowerment using Janet uh, to come and discuss this particular matter. Uh, Janet is a walking encyclopedia. You guys don't understand. Uh, sometimes we get caught offside here talking about sport. She's a walking encyclopedia. And uh, then, of course, uh, many of you are just debating some of the issues and, of course, the money. Um, Unati Kwaza saying, I disagree uh, that we don't have money we could use for athletics. Think about the millions that Mbalula keeps splurging. So... None of these we're going to get a definitive answer to. But, of course, Team South Africa back tomorrow with 10 medals. And that's where we're going to leave it. Janet, thanks for coming through. My pleasure. Speak to you again tomorrow morning between 6 and 9. And uh, thanks to you for your fantastic, eager participation, as always, and to the production team for making sure it went out loud and clear.